Well, hello and welcome to Centerpoint Church Online. I'm so glad you've joined us today. My name is John Hansen, and I'm glad that we could be together this final weekend of 2020. Uh, I'm actually bringing you this message from my living room, and the reason for that is that I finished 2020 uh, in 2020 fashion, that is, with an actual COVID diagnosis. And so, yes, I'm actually in real quarantine uh, in my home, but I'm uh, just having mild symptoms. Thanks be to God. And so I'm able to bring you this message uh, as the year comes to a close. But yep, uh, we did COVID for Christmas. (laughs) Well, I want to just simply say, if you're part of the Centerpoint Church family, thank you. Thank you so much for sticking with me and your church family through all that 2020 brought us. One of the most tumultuous years any of us can remember, but we were able to weather that storm together as a church family. I want to just simply say thank you. And also thank you for your faithful stewardship, your giving, your tithes and offerings have allowed us to continue to see so many hundreds of people come to know Jesus and so much kingdom impact. And so I would also ask that as 2020 comes to a close, would you consider making a special offering for all for the one as the year ends. That would help us to finish strong and it would help us to be able to start the new year on a solid footing. You can simply go to mycenterpoint.tv and click on give uh, or you can mail in an offering. But I wanna just simply say once again, thank you for your standing with me and our whole church family in that particular way. All right, so I wanna bring you a message today and the Uh, The message is part seven in the headlines series. And if I just threw a headline out there today that I would start this message with, the headline would be simply this, Jesus names himself shepherd. Jesus names himself shepherd. And maybe it doesn't sound too alarming to us if we uh, have been around the block with Jesus for a while, but it probably would have been a little bit uh, attention-grabbing when people in Jesus' day heard him name himself shepherd. And he did that. He did that in John 10, 11. Jesus said these words. Why don't you read them out loud with me? Jesus said, say it with me, I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Jesus names himself shepherd, the good shepherd, the one who lays his life down for the sheep. And Jesus gives himself that identity. And it's not just that Jesus is describing himself in terms of uh, somebody who would be taking care of sheep. Jesus is actually describing himself in terms of one of the names of God that is revealed in the Old Testament. And that name that is revealed in the Old Testament is the name Yahweh Re'ah, or Re'ah Adonai, or Re'ah Israel. It is the shepherd of Israel. In fact, Psalm 80, verse 1, uses that particular name of God, Re'ah Israel, the shepherd of Israel. It's one of the names of God, and it is a description of the the character and the nature of God, who he is. He is God who is the shepherd. I'm taking a deep breath 
right now and I'm saying, God, thank you that that's your identity. Jesus, thank you that you revealed yourself as the shepherd. And here's why. Because as this year ends, this year 2020, with all of its challenges, tensions, and difficulties, and as a new year begins, that will bring us more challenges and also many more opportunities. I'm grateful to know that my God is my shepherd, that he's the one who's going to lead me through whatever is to come in this new year. He is the one who has faithfully led me through everything I've been through in this difficult, challenging year that has been, but he's the one who will faithfully lead me into whatever is yet to be in the year that is is ahead of us. He is Rea Israel, the shepherd of Israel, and he's my shepherd. He's your shepherd. And right now, maybe right where you are, would you just simply say out loud, God, thank you for being my shepherd. <laughs> just say it. God, thank you for being my shepherd. You know, I remember a, a number of years back when Anne and I had a chance to travel in the Holy Land. I've mentioned this a couple of times recently. It's been on my mind. But when we were in the Holy Land, we actually hired a private tour guide for five days. And for five days, we traipsed all around the Holy Land in, uh, in a car with this one guy named Samuel Green, who was our tour guide. And he was kind of like our shepherd for the time that we were there. I mean, what did I know about uh, how to drive around this country in the Middle East? And what did I know about the food? And what did I know about uh, how, to, how to speak to people? I mean, I can read some biblical Hebrew, but that's a little, little different than talking to people on the streets. But Samuel Green... He's the one who knew just the right hotel for us to stay in in this little town. He's the one who had the relationship with the kibbutz that we were able to stay on. And he's the one who would be able to order food for us and get just the right local specialties. He's the one who knew which streets that we definitely needed to stay away from. He's the one who knew how to take us to to just the right locations to get the perfect picture. And he was, in a sense, our shepherd for that time that we were there. And you know what? As we did that time of traveling throughout the Holy Land with Samuel, by the end of that time, I felt like he knew us. We had been together. We had been sharing memories, sharing experiences, sharing life journey, life stories. And I felt that he knew us. And we definitely felt that we knew him. There was a closeness And there was a blessing in having somebody that was able to be like a shepherd to us in that time that we were there. And in a similar way, do you know, we get to relate to Jesus as our great shepherd for all that comes our way. And as I'm thinking about this coming year, there are two words that are on my mind for me personally and for us as a church family. And the two words are recovery and rebuilding. I think that we're going to need a time of recovery because truth be told, we have just lived through a lot of difficulty. And when you go through a difficult period, it's important to be able to let yourself catch your breath and recover. And the word that I would follow that up with is the word rebuilding. I think that we're going to need to recognize that there's a season of rebuilding ahead. Now, that's true for those of us who are uh, leading a small business or, or have a small enterprise that's our own or in the church 
together as well, that there's a time and a season ahead for rebuilding, for rebuilding, for re-engaging the strength that God would give us and seeing what, what we can rebuild together in the year to come. As we do this recovery and this rebuilding, I'm so grateful that we have Good Shepherd Jesus leading us into all of that recovery and rebuilding that we'll be doing together. Now, when I think about Good Shepherd Jesus, one of the places in scripture that I love to turn to and that I want us to turn to is Psalm 23. And I know, I know, you you think you know it. We all do, we think we know it. But nevertheless, let's dive into this together. This is a message that I want to share with you as a way of putting a period at the end of 2020 and putting an exclamation mark on hopes for what is yet to be in 2021. And so Psalm 23, uh, this is what I want to share with you. Let me just read these words together with you. Psalm 23, verse 1, The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. And I'll just pause there for just a moment. You know, when, when the, the word of God here in Psalm 23 starts out with us having an opportunity to say, the Lord is my shepherd, it's again drawing us to a recognition of that, that name of God, Reah, the shepherd, Reah Israel, the shepherd of Israel, my shepherd. And in the Old Testament, the word shepherd, it has a connotation that goes way beyond agriculture and fuzzy, cute little barnyard animals. I mean, the shepherd is, is really uh, a word that would often be used the way we use our terminology for leadership or even kingship. It is a word that, that has a connotation about the functions of what a leader would do to give direction to provide protection, to give care, to bring direction and guidance, to uh, give nurture, and uh, to, to provide everything that's needed. It is all wrapped up in that, that word, reah, shepherd. And we're invited to know our God as the shepherd. And I, I want to just simply draw your attention to this beautiful fact He is the Lord, my shepherd, and the shepherd gives me all I need. If you were taking notes with this message, I'd ask you to write that down. The shepherd gives me all I need. And I want you to just say it out loud as an affirmation with me. Say it. The shepherd gives me all I need. (laughs) He gives me all I need. That's what he does. You know, I got to go on a missions trip to Ethiopia a number of years ago. And one of the things that was so striking to me about Ethiopia was that, at least in the areas where I was traveling, the Ethiopian highlands, it seemed like sheep and goats were everywhere. And one of the things I noticed was that every family had a number of kids and each of the children, children as young as eight or nine, 12, 13, they seemed to have a, a, a main responsibility. And that was to shepherd the family flock. And so all around the villages, I would see a a, a kid 10 or 11, 12 years old, 
leading a flock of maybe a dozen or so sheep or goats. And I watched these kids shepherding their own little flock. And it seemed that they had a name for each of these sheep or goats. It, it seemed that if one of them wasn't around, they would notice that it was missing. It, it seemed like if they saw something wrong with one of the sheep, they would notice it immediately and then do something about it. And there was this closeness, there was this intimacy that was really beautiful about how those child shepherds would take care of those sheep. But you know what else I learned? I learned that those sheep and goats often lived not just near the family, but in the same house as the family. I mean, it was a different section of the home, and sometimes it was a, a blocked off over to the side. But those sheep and those goats, they had a close connection with that shepherd and the shepherd's family. There was such a, an intimacy to what it meant that, that those sheep belonged to that shepherd and that shepherding family. And to me, it's a picture of just what it means that Jesus would say to us, I'm the good shepherd, that we would know him to be Rea Israel the shepherd of Israel, the one who gives us all we need. And we just read through the verses of Psalm 23 very quickly, just the first three verses. But I want to suggest to you that there are eight powerful shepherding gifts that are mentioned here. And they are gifts that I want to receive from my good shepherd, Jesus. I want you to receive these eight shepherding gifts from Good Shepherd Jesus. I want you to carry them with you into this new year to come. And so just think about these with me. We read through the verses, but just hear about these eight shepherding gifts. And maybe as you hear about these eight shepherding gifts, grab hold of one or two of them that you would particularly say, Jesus, Good Shepherd Jesus, I need that one. I need, or I need more of that one. Okay, so the first one is contentment. I mean, it starts out with, I have all that I need, or the older translation, I shall not be in want. There is a shepherding gift of contentment that's available for you and me. And there's a shepherding gift of rest. That's the second one. He makes me to lie down in one translation, it says. It says in the NLT, he lets me rest. Aren't you grateful? that that's one of the shepherding gifts, just simply rest. It's available for you, my friend. It really is. And a third shepherding gift from Rea Israel is beauty. Beauty. It says he makes me to experience green meadows, lying down in green meadows. Doesn't that picture uh, just speak of something beautiful to you? Can you imagine yourself right now? just lying down in a green meadow, <laughs> the beauty of it. Take it in. I mean, there's a shepherding gift of beauty that he's able to give. And then there's direction. That's one of the shepherding gifts. That's the fourth one. It says that he leads me. He leads me. Our shepherd is able to give us direction. He's able to give us guidance. He's able to help us to see the path we ought to go in. He leads me. And he provides refreshment. That's number five. He provides refreshment. He leads me beside peaceful streams. And number six, he gives healing. 
healing. It says he renews my strength. Another translation says he restores my soul. There's healing in our shepherd's hands. And number seven, remember it said he guides me along paths of righteousness for his namesake. There is a gift of wholesomeness that's available from our shepherd. That's the seventh. And then it says that he leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Or the other translation said, bringing honor to his name. The eighth gift of the shepherd is purpose. We get to live with this life purpose of knowing the beauty, love, power, and majesty of our God and sharing his love and power with others everywhere we go. There's purpose in knowing and serving our God. Those eight shepherding gifts are available to each one of us right now. Maybe right now, take a deep breath and just say, thank you, Shepherd Jesus, for your gifts to me. I want to take you back to Psalm 23 again. And in verse 4 and 5, it it said in verse 4 and 5, even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil and my cup overflows with blessings. As we're turning back to Psalm 23 verses 4 and 5, what I see a picture here of is a picture of total protection. And I just want to make this statement about Rea Israel, the shepherd of Israel the good shepherd, Jesus. And it's this, the shepherd guards me from the enemy. I don't know about you, but I'm grateful for this truth that I see depicted in Psalm 23. The shepherd guards me from the enemy. Okay, so I already mentioned the time I spent in Ethiopia. That's one opportunity I had to have exposure to actual sheep and shepherding. But another time I saw sheep and shepherding up close was when I got to live in Edinburgh, Scotland for a while, I ended up taking a, a trip up into the, the Scottish Highlands. And when I was there, I, I was taking a hike one day and I saw a, a flock of sheep. And in this case, it wasn't just a dozen or so. It, it must have been hundreds of sheep. And there was a couple of old Scottish guys that were shepherding these sheep. And I decided to just pay attention, see what I could see. And, and I, I kept my distance, but I observed what was going on. And they got to a point where uh, they were going to lead this whole flock of sheep ac- across this, uh, this road. And it was a road where cars would obviously be driving. And what I observed was this, is that the shepherd stood in the road. One, one stood on this side and the other stood on this side in case traffic would come from either way. And these hundreds of sheep just slowly (laughs) made their way across this roadway. And sure enough, there was a car that came zooming around the bend. And this shepherd was standing right in the middle of the road with his big old stick, standing there blocking the car from doing any damage to the sheep. And the sheep just had no idea. They didn't even know what was going on. But that shepherd was standing there and blocking the danger that would have otherwise uh, been 
been coming to the sheep in the form of a car running them over. And it was a picture in my mind that I'll never forget. That shepherd, this old Scottish guy just standing there with his staff or his walking stick in his hand and the car coming to a screeching halt and just stopping. And the sheep just blissfully in almost total ignorance, just going on about their way, crossing that street. And you know, it's a picture for me that I'll never forget because I think sometimes I'm a lot more like those sheep than I would even care to admit. That is totally unaware of how many ways that Rea Israel, the shepherd of Israel, good shepherd Jesus, is just protecting me in ways that I didn't even know I needed protecting. He's doing that for you and me. Who knows how many dangers have been threatening us that didn't make it through because our shepherd was protecting us in ways we didn't even know we needed it. The shepherd guards me from the enemy. Listen, sometimes the enemy has a way of trying to come in that doesn't look like a car on a road, but looks like something, uh, something invisible, but very real nonetheless. Sometimes the enemy has, a, has an attack of despair headed my way, but the Lord my God has a, a plan to bring hope from heaven for me to be able to be sustained through and above that season of despair. Sometimes that enemy attack is, is one of loneliness, but my God has a strategy from heaven to bring fellowship and godly friendship that would lift me up. Sometimes the enemy might have a, a plan of attack of hopelessness, but my God is able to bring a sense of faith rising up within that would allow me to keep going and to see the light of God shining in the midst of the darkness. Sometimes the enemy comes with a plan to bring division, but our God shows us a path of reconciliation and love that was, would allow us uh, to make it past and defeat that division and be protected from it. The enemy may have a plan to bring sickness, but our, our shepherd protects us and gives us supernatural protection from ailments and illnesses. This is what I can expect from good shepherd Jesus, the shepherd of Israel. The shepherd guards me from the enemy. Let me just take you back to Psalm 23 uh, one more time. Again, it said in verse five, you prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Ah, I love this picture. It's such a picture of, of abundance. It's such a picture of, of the goodness of God and his willingness to demonstrate that for those who belong to him. And if you're making notes, make this note. The shepherd guides me with goodness now and forever. The shepherd guides me with goodness now and forever. And that includes right on into a new year. The shepherd guides me with goodness now and forever. Such a picture of an abundance in those words. You know, a couple months ago uh, for her birthday, we got our daughter Shiloh a bird and he's a, a beautiful gray cockatiel 
and we named him Captain Sterling. And I'm, I'm a fan of this bird. I like the bird. In fact, I'm the one who sort of made the case for why we ought to get this bird for our daughter. And uh, we, we got the bird. Before we got the bird, we got the cage. And I even splurged. And I thought, you know what? I'm a, I'm a good pet owner. We're going to get this going to get this bird a, a toy. And so we got this bird a toy. It was a, a, a little strand of, of strings with a bell on it that hung from the top of the cage. And I thought, you know what? I did right by that bird. But guess who the real bird owner is? My daughter, Shiloh. And can I tell you something? I went up and visited the bird in, in, in her room a couple days ago, and I, I, I was not even prepared for what I saw. Inside of that bird cage, I saw a, a coconut tiki hideaway on this side of the cage. I saw a whoopee wood stack hanging over on this side of the cage. I saw a cuddle bone uh, shell toy hanging over on this side of the cage. I saw seagrass wafer stack delights, a couple of them hanging over here and over there. I saw millet strand clips on this side of the cage and on the other. I saw bonka bird bell toys hanging over here. I saw freshly sliced tomatoes and cucumbers. This bird had a gourmet breakfast prepared for it. <laughs> you know what that is? That's, that's because this bird has an owner that truly loves him and is willing to provide abundance of goodness and blessing just simply because she loves him. It isn't because this bird doesn't make his mess all over the place. <laughs> That's for sure he does. But she loves him despite that fact. And you know what? Our Heavenly Father loves us with that kind of an abundance in his love as well. And it isn't because we don't also make our messes. <laughs> because we do. But his love for us is so unfailing so full of goodness that is something we can depend on, not only for right here and right now, but for all eternity. The shepherd guides me with goodness now and forever. I just want you to take note of all of these blessings that we have in being able to know Jesus as our good shepherd, Rea Israel, the shepherd of Israel. And one more time, I just want you to say it to him. Jesus, thank you for being my shepherd. Just say it with me. Say it. Jesus, thank you for being my shepherd. But here's the thing. I mean, maybe you just joined us for this experience online and, and this message is a new kind of an idea for you. But there's also another revelation in the Old Testament in Isaiah 53. And it says this. It says, we all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. That scripture from Isaiah is speaking about the reality that Jesus paid the price for all of the, quote, messes that we've made, for the sin that we brought to the table. It had to be paid for and it was paid for by Jesus all of our sin, all of our iniquity was laid on him when he died on the cross. The shepherd paid the price so the sheep could be forgiven and set free. And so for any of us who are Christians, we find ourselves, whenever we think of that simple fact, 
deeply grateful. I mean, I know I am. I'm so deeply grateful that shepherd Jesus was willing to, to take on himself all of my iniquity, the iniquity of us all, so that we could be forgiven and set free. And so maybe for somebody right now, you're, you're joining in for this experience of a worship service online, but what you really need to know is that there's a way for your iniquity to, to not be on your shoulders anymore. And the way that happens is by you understanding and believing in the fact that your iniquity, your sin, has been paid for by Jesus. And ask him to forgive your sin and save your life. And do it right now. And so, if you don't mind, I'd like us to pray together for a moment. And if this is new for you, just take a moment. Maybe you could close your eyes if you'd like, or just join me and let's talk to God together. That's what prayer is. So, Father, thank you. Thank you for this revelation in your word of who you are. You are the shepherd. You are Reah Israel. You are the shepherd of Israel. You're our shepherd. And all together, all together with one voice right now, we say it again. Thank you for being my shepherd. Just say it with me. Thank you for being my shepherd. Thank you for what that means. It means I'm not alone. It means I don't have to figure out everything by myself. It means that I'm not left to my own devices. It means that I have all that I need. Thank you, Lord, for that truth that the shepherd gives me all I need. And then thank you, God, for what it means that I am guarded and protected. The shepherd guards me from the enemy. I'm so grateful for that. We're grateful for that, God. And the shepherd guides me with goodness now and forever. Thank you for that truth, Lord. Right where you are, just thank him for the powerful truth of who he is. As Reah Israel, the Lord who is the shepherd of Israel. And now, if you're with me and this is all new for you and you want to say yes to Jesus and his offer of the forgiveness of your sins, right now, would you just pray with me? Talk to God in this moment and say something like this. Jesus Christ, I believe in you. Would you forgive my sins and save my life? Would you be my Lord and my Savior, my shepherd? I give you my life, Jesus. Thank you for forgiving and saving me. I'm yours. In Jesus' name, I pray. And just say with me, amen and amen. Well, if you just said yes to Jesus for the first time, our prayer team is in the comments and would love to know about it. You can just type into the comments. If you're on Facebook, you can type in, I'm giving my life to Jesus. Or you can click on the button for committing your life to Jesus. And we'd love to follow up with you and help you to grow in this new faith in Christ. Otherwise, church family, thanks for being a part of this uh, online experience this weekend. And let's pray together that God would continue to give all of our, our region a, a miraculous recovery from the surge of coronavirus that we had seen. I can speak from firsthand uh, experience. It's very unpleasant. And I had a pretty mild experience of it. But we really do need to pray. So let's take a minute. If you're still with me, pray with me for just a moment longer. And let's pray over that uh, coronavirus surge that God would defeat it. Lord, we're raising our voices together. And we're asking that you would give our community, our region, victory over this coronavirus surge. Lord, we pray that there would be 
a miraculous recession of that surge. It would just cease because of your hand. We pray for protection on every healthcare worker and all of our healthcare environments. And God, we pray that you would allow our our society to recover from what uh, we've experienced with this surge in coronavirus. Thank you in advance for that. And we pray together in Jesus' mighty name. And all together we say, amen.